Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Nick's Nerd News. I think, what are we on? Episode 2... We're almost at 250. I think, yeah, no, we're 248. 248 today. It's uh, it's me, your host, Nick. Hopefully you guys have been checking out the, the new the new TikToks I've been dropping. Yeah, all two of them, right? <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um What what's what's going on with y'all? How are y'all how are y'all doing? Are you guys having fun? You doing good? Um what's uh what's 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 new with y'all? You excited for Hogwarts Legacy on Friday? Or are, are you guys falling into the camp of, of boycotting it? I, I don't know what that solves, to be honest. Um, no, 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 that's uh, that's a good thing, though, right? Who knows? Anyway, I'll get it. I'm getting it on Friday. We'll talk about it next week. What what else is going on? Anything anything new with you guys? I uh, I'd be like like to know what what's new with you. I wish you could talk back, but obviously you. You can't. There's, there's no way of, of that. Um, <laughs> no, today's today's gonna be fun. Um, you know, as as always, share, like, don't like, don't subscribe. Like, you guys can do whatever you want. I don't. I, uh, as long as you listen, right? That's that's my shtick. Um, anywho, there's some big things we want to talk. I want to talk about today. Especially the non- nonsense coming out of uh, out of AMC theaters, but we'll get to that. You know, movies, movie talk is always at the end of the show, so we'll get there. Uh, we do have the Nintendo Direct to talk about today. I'm a little disappointed in it, um, not entirely, right? It served its purpose, but uh, there are some things that I'm I'm not happy about. But we'll get there. So instead of prattling on as as usual about nonsense let's get right into the show all right so what what's what is going on in the video game world huh what uh, there was a nintendo direct today we'll get to that in a minute um so nick offerman was being interviewed uh, he of course plays a character in the new last of us um tv show on hbo and uh, i think he was on uh late night with or the tonight sh- one of the sh- one of the late night shows and one of the hosts asked him if if he plays video games. And it's it's funny because he actually said he hasn't played a video game since Banjo-Kazooie on the N- Nintendo 64. Uh, be- because he got too addicted to it. And <laughs> if he had kept playing video games, I, he doesn't think he'd be, he'd be working. Um, that's actually kind of funny that, that he's on a video game adaptation and he hasn't played a video game. Obviously, I don't know how many of these actors play video games, to be honest. Um, you'd think that they would maybe play it. I don't know. Maybe they want to do their own take. But um, he hasn't played a game since the 90s. Uh, PlayStation 5 has given Sony its best quarter, uh, at least its video game division, its best financial quarter since 2020. And they sold 7.1 million consoles in the final quarter. So via their financial results, 
Uh, the PS5 saw its best ever sales quarter, 7.1 million consoles sold between October, November, and December. Um, so that puts 12.8 million consoles sold in 2022 and 32 million units shipped since launch. That's a, that's a healthy number. Uh, 34% increase year on year, they said. So uh, they've been able to increase their sales target. Uh, their revenue for game and network services clocked in at uh, 1,246.5 billion yen, uh, which is a 53% increase year on year. I don't know what that is in U.S. dollars, to be honest. I'm sorry. Um, they didn't meet the same sales numbers as 2021, uh, but they were still high. PlayStation Plus went from 45 million subscribers, 45.5 million to 46.6 million subscribers. Um, so they gained 1.1 million subscribers there. But uh, it's still not at its peak of 48 million. Uh, active users has grown to 112 million. Um, so it looks like they had a good, uh, good quarter. Uh, we have not heard Microsoft's as of yet. So, do you guys remember the Detective Pikachu movie that was pretty decent and the world's first live-action Pokemon movie? Well, uh, at the time, there were swirlings that we were going to get a sequel because it was done so well. Uh, over time, interviews with Justice Smith and other people made it seem like, don't hold your breath, things like that. Well, recently... Uh, a executive with Legendary Films, um, Legendary Pictures, the, the production company, said that, no, it, it still is in active development. I know they wanted to make like a red versus blue or red and blue movie. Uh, I, I honestly would prefer a movie mirroring the games in some way before Detective Pikachu 2, mainly because the now that I'm thinking about it, they probably haven't done anything with it because Detective Pikachu 2, the game, hasn't come out yet. Yes, they are making a second Detective Pikachu game. So that would make sense as to why, why they are waiting. Uh, or I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, Microsoft admitted that the announcement that the Xbox 360 Marketplace was shutting down was posted in error uh, last week. It was announced that the Xbox 360 Marketplace would be shutting down in May. Apparently, that's false. Uh, via IGN and a Microsoft spokesperson, it says they said, quote, This message was posted in error, and we can confirm the Xbox 360 Marketplace will not close in May 2023. As a reminder, beginning on February 7th, 2023, a limited set of games, add-ons, and in-game content will no longer be purchasable in select markets via the Xbox 360 score store, unquote. So... It's just normal delisting is what it sounds like. I mean, rights expire after a certain amount of time. So they it's either too expensive to get them back or it's on the publisher's side where they can't they don't want to pay for the rights for the music in the games anymore. there's there's a lot of things uh, that that play into that. Um, this past week, a lot of live service games announced that they would be shutting down, uh, which is is not a a great thing for that genre but a good thing possibly for gamers um crossfire x announced it would be shutting down in may which recently got a campaign mode 
Uh, and Knockout City will also be shutting down, which is like a live service uh, dodgeball game. But quite a few games like that are are getting the axe. So uh, the Grammys were this past weekend, and we finally got a video game category. So a new category was announced called the Best Video Game soundtrack and <laughs> AC Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Val- Valhalla what did he say the presenter for the award completely but butchered Assassin's Creed Valhalla I like people were like look I get it don't you don't play video games you don't need to know but like you should at least re- rehearse the names of um the the nominees so you don't fuck it up when you announce if they win like when uh uh john travolta messed up adina menzel's name at the oscars a while back what what did he call her adun i don't even remember it was so ridiculous but the the guy on the grammy said like assassin's creed valala and people are like what the fuck but it it's People are like, don't you know, you know, Norse mythology? And it's like, probably not. Not everyone is in, ingrained in history or things like that. So, but again, the, the argument being made that, you know, don't you, shouldn't you practice the names? That I can get behind, 100%. It's still very funny, though. Um, the world of DC's Injustice is returning, just not to games, um, but it will be returning in comics. The thing that, that, you know, is interesting about that, James Gunn last week announced the new DC Slate, and obviously everything's going to be connected movie, TV-wise. I I know he mentioned video games as well, so I'm sure certain video games will exist in the else worlds, you know, world, uh, land, multiverse, however you want to describe that. So, separate from comics though, right? And... That makes me wonder if we'll ever get an Injustice 3. And it, looking back now, probably not. And Netherworld will either have to move on to making um, Netherrealm. Uh, Netherrealm will either have to move on to making a different game separate from Mortal Kombat. Or maybe we'll get an Injustice 3 and it will be Elseworlds. Who knows? Um, but here's a fun one. It looks like... Another hurdle in the road for the Activision Blizzard merger. This time it's the European Union. Uh, They have issued a formal antitrust warning. Uh, This was reported via Politico that they sent an official statement um, that I I don't... It's all about Call of Duty again. Um, Microsoft responded saying they're listening carefully to European commissions, but uh, I don't, I, uh, the fact that it's all over Call of Duty is, is getting a little stale. It, it really just, it's, it's the drum that Sony's beating and now everyone else is beating. Despite the fact that Microsoft keeps saying, we're not taking it away. We're not taking it away. Um... And then the CMA in UK issued another statement as well. Um, It's funny. I've seen a lot of UK journalists decry it. 
and say it's really stupid. But in a new statement issued by the CMA, um, it's now over cloud gaming, and it would harm gamers, is what they're saying. So in a provisional findings that they released today, um, one of their biggest hurdles is cloud gaming, and they because Microsoft accounts for sixty to seventy percent of the market. That's on that's on PlayStation. That's not Microsoft's fault. Like that that's to go after them for something that that Sony has failed to do is completely completely ridiculous. Um, apparently, getting Call of Duty will get make their cloud offerings a quote alter the game future of gaming unquote i it doesn't make sense um and it's still over the restricting restricting of access obviously microsoft keeps promising that call of duty will not be on the table in that regard which again i i don't know they want apparently the uk wants them to to exclude call of duty from the deal which i would first off, they wouldn't be paying the sixty-eight billion at that point if that was true. Uh, Microsoft r- responded to their, um, you know, issues, saying, "quote Our commitment to grant long-term one hundred percent equal access to Call of Duty to Sony, Nintendo, Steam, and other preserves the deal's benefits to gamers and developers and increases competition in the market." Seventy-five percent of respondents to the CMA's public consultation agree that this deal is good for competition in UK gaming, unquote. Um, I, like, they even went on to say, quote, when we say equal, we mean equal. Ten years of parity on content, on pricing, on features, on quality, on playability, unquote. I, I, I don't know what else they want. There, there's the CMA, Bobby Co even Bobby Kotick made like a good point that some people like posted the meme, like (laughs) even the guy that's wrong is saying something that's right. Um, Microsoft went on to say, quote, these are provisional findings, which means the CMA sets forth its concerns in writing and both parties have a chance to respond. We hope between now and April, we'll be able to help the CMA better understand our industry to ensure they can achieve their state stated mandate to promote an environment where people can be confident they're getting great choices and fair deals where competitive, fair dealing business can innovate and thrive and where the whole UK economy can grow productively and sustainably, unquote. Um, Bobby Kotick said, like, if, if the CMA goes through this with this, it's, it's going to make it like a death valley for tech in, in the UK. Um, this is a little off topic, but, but the, the UK economically is doing a lot far off, far worse off than the rest of the world. Um, and honestly, I don't think they should be saying no to deals, um, especially after they've left the EU. A- again, different time, different topic, totally different podcast. But I, I look, I obviously I'm a proponent of the deal, right? Uh, that that's just who I am. Um, and and not being a more more Xbox gamer, right? Like Call of Duty has always been on all systems. At the end of the day, I, d- I don't care where Call of Duty is available. I-, I always get, when I can, all the systems. I don't like to wall myself off any longer. 
my my issue with it is a I think it will clean up Activision and a lot of people think that the, the same. B um, while yes people are like oh consolidation 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 at this point Activision Blizzard makes like three games because almost every Activision studio does Call of Duty at this point and that's all they can work on anymore which I think would is worse off for them I think if Microsoft takes them over they can branch out again and, and then on the Blizzard side you have Diablo and Starcraft and Overwatch like what four games Yes, they're buying a lot of these studios, but at at at, at I understand the, the the behemoth that Call of Duty is, but I I really don't see it moving moving the needle that much. Yes, it will move it a, a lot. It will, but for it to to knock Sony out of off their perch, I don't see that happening at all. At least not in the foreseeable near future. Maybe long term, that's potential. But that's the nature of the gaming industry, right? You always have someone who can come in and take over. It happened to Nintendo. It happened to Sega. It happened to PlayStation with the 360. It's a cyclical thing. Um, honestly, and I've seen a lot of people say like other things on Twitter where regulators think it will ultimately go through because the CMA is using like bullshit arguments that, that play a little too much into Sony's hands. Um, but again, we'll, we'll see what happens. Speaking of which, uh, <laughs> this is, this is ridiculous as well in, in a good way. Activision was fined by the SEC $35 million for, you know, being assholes. Um, the Security and Exchange Commission, the SEC, has fined Activision Blizzard $35 million for, quote, failing to maintain disclosure controls related to complaints of workplace misconduct and violating whistleblower protection rule, unquote. 100% agree. That's why Bobby Kotick and anyone with him needs to go. And that's one of the reasons a lot of people want the deal to go through. Um, speaking of Blizzard, Overwatch 2 is getting a one-punch man skin for Doomfist. And a dating sim when season three launches later this year. One Punch the One Punch Man skin makes sense. The dating sim not so much. Um, and then yes, I know Blizzard makes World of Warcraft, and I didn't mention it before. The reason is I don't think World of Warcraft is the juggernaut that it used to be. Um, so Dragonflight was their newest expansion and via Activision Blizzard's quarter four financial results uh, they said quote early Dragonflight sales have not reached the level of prior expansion unquote so this is the first time in 10 years a new expansion is not performed as well commercially as its predecessor that's via IGN so which is interesting so what was this? Shadowlands sold 3.7 million copies on launch day, which outpaced 2018's Battle for Azeroth, uh, which sold 3.4 million. And let's see. So Legion sold 3.3. You'd have to go back. So Mist of Pandaria were the, was the last one that didn't outsell what came before. I'm trying to find numbers for Dragonflight. 
So that means Dragonflight sold less than 3.7 million copies. That's low, I feel like, for, for World, World of Warcraft in general. Um, interesting. Do you guys, does, do any of you guys play WoW still? I played for a little bit. I had a free, free trial. I did not like it at all. At all. Uh, MLB The Show 2023 is coming out soon. And uh, via San Diego Studio, we have now learned that between Major League Baseball, the Negro Leagues, Baseball Museum, uh, we'll work in a partnership to bring the Negro Leagues to MLB The Show 2023. So uh, more, it will be more of their the like legends from the Negro Leagues. Uh, so via the MLB's Twitter, um, Negro Leagues Baseball Museum President Bob Kendrick spoke about this new partnership, saying, quote, take you on a journey back to the Negro Leagues and introduce you to some of the baddest brothers and sisters to ever play the game, unquote. Um, it is, it will be called Storylines, a new game experience celebrating the Negro Leagues. Uh, that's what it will be called. Uh, eight Negro League legends are part of the MLB The Show, Satchel, so included will be Satchel Paige, Jackie Robinson, Buck O'Neill, Rube Foster, Hilton Smith, Hank Thompson, John Donaldson, and Martin DeHigo. Did I say that right? I'm not sure. You're probably wondering, Jackie Robinson? Like, yeah, he actually played in the Negro Leagues before he made it big in the regular MLB. Um, It will have a narrative experience featured around each player. Uh, Short videos about them says, quote, short videos about the players mixed with gameplay centered on important moments of their careers, unquote. Oh, sounds like Jordan moments from NBA. Um... And then they also said San Diego Studio will donate a dollar to every Negro Leagues Baseball Museum for every copy of the game sold, uh, the collector's edition sold, between now and the end of the year. Um, And then there is a New York Yankees Captain Edition featuring Derek Jeter on the cover. Uh, It releases March 28th uh, in just over a month and a half. Uh, so the head of Take-Two Interactive, you know, the team behind Rockstar and things like that, uh, says he isn't worried about AI. I guess someone asked him if AI could ever make a good Grand Theft Auto, and he said no. Um, and he also said that while, yes, the Grand Theft Auto leaks, they're not going to hurt them at all. Uh, he said it was an emotional moment and was upset that they ultimately were leaked, but he's not worried at all. Uh, the Switch has officially become the third best-selling console of all time, jumping both the PS4 and the Game Boy. It has now sold 122.55 million units. And, uh, again, that really only puts it behind, um, what, uh, I think the PlayStation 2, and I forget which is number one, um... So, Switch sales are down, though, from 2021, but they are up from 2022, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of Switches are going to get sold, though, with the new Legend of Zelda coming out in a few months. So, oh, so the DS and the PlayStation 2 are 1 and 2. I knew it was a Nintendo console, so... Nintendo holds two of the top three spots of number one sold consoles of all time. PlayStation 2 still at number one with 159 million units. Uh, 
Um, if you guys played, there was that AR, augmented reality Mario Kart game that came out a few years ago. You know, where you'd like a remote control car. Uh, well, the developers behind that have announced a new Hot Wheels game. Same idea, same function, but this time, Hot Wheels. Um, the Atari is reaching its 50th anniversary, and they have announced a $1,000 box set uh, that is limited to a number of 100. Uh, it features 10 Atari 2600 cartridges with new artwork, acrylic toppers, and, uh, and other things. Like, again, again, it will be $1,000. Uh, this has been announced by Atari. The games included will be Adventure, Missile Command, Warlords, Super Breakout, Crystal Castles, Haunted House, Yars Revenge, Centipede, Asteroids, and Gravitar. Um, they will have a remastered version of their key art. It comes in a cool, fancy little box set. Ooh, they come with acrylic stands and like little pieces of artwork and pins and things like that. Is it worth $1,000? Nope, not at all. The fact that they're only making a hundred is also kind of sucks, but uh, you also get cardstock posters, instruction manuals with bonus material, enamel pins, patches, certificates of authenticity, and a digital copy of each game that can be played on the new Atari VCS. Um, and when you put them all together, it makes the Atari 50 logo. Oh, how cute. Um... Pre-production, artwork is subject to change, pre-orders are open, you'll have to wait three to four months before it, it ships, um, you can't cancel them after the pre-order window closes, but again, only a hundred people have access, so that's, uh, that's definitely going to fill up fast and going to be on the aftermarket for quadruple the price, but... Our final bit of gaming news today was the Nintendo Direct that happened. Um, it was only announced a few days ago, and obviously people were excited for it because they were hoping for a lot of news. Nintendo clarified it would only be about things coming out in the first half of the year, and they did not disappoint. There were a lot of things announced, a lot for like an hour-long Nintendo Direct. Uh, the biggest of which was Metroid Prime Remastered. It is out today digitally. Uh, you can pre-order the physical version. It's $40. It is a new remastered version of Metroid Prime that launched on the GameCube way back when at this point. Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp has a new release date. It was delayed last year. Uh, it will now release on April 21st. Samba de Amigo Party Central... Uh, is a new game in the Samba de Amigo game franchise. No maracas this time, but you can use your Joy-Cons in a motion sense. Um, that releases this summer. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe launches February 24th. That's a remaster of that game. Uh, Bayonetta Origins Syriza? Cer Cer I don't know. March 17th. Disney Illusion Island, July 28th. Pinkman 4, yes, Pinkman 4, been in development for like a decade apparently, releases July in July. Um, we've learned more details about 
Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It releases May 12th. It has Amiibos that come with it, a new special edition with a steelbook. And it will be Nintendo's first official $70 game. That is right. All big three have now transitioned to the $70 price point on their games starting this year. Microsoft hasn't announced their first, but they will start this year, they did say. Sony, of course, started when the PS5 launched. And now Tears of the Kingdom will be $70. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 announced a new expansion, which releases next week. Tron Identity, a new Tron game, launches first on Switch later this year. Uh, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective is a fun-looking detective-style game. Uh, Deku Police was announced. Splatoon 3 is getting new DLC. Fire Emblem Engage is getting an expansion pass. That game literally just came out. Harmony, The Fall of Reverie looks fun. Octopath Traveler 2 got a new trailer and a demo released today. Katamari Reroll and Royal Reverie, a, a new remaster of the Katamari games, releases June 2nd, but also on, on Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, the Atrain Odyssey Origins is getting a collection. Sea of Stars was announced. Omega Strikers, a new soccer-style game. Uh, the biggest news, though, was the announcement of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, you'll have access to Game Boy games with standard Nintendo Switch Online. And if you have Nintendo Switch Online uh, Expansion Pass, you'll have access to the Game Boy Advance games. Uh, interesting list of games were announced. None of them were Pokemon, surprisingly. Um, or am I not surprised? I'm not really sure. Uh, it's funny, they announced a couple games that like I own for like Game Boy and Game Boy Advance too, so it was kind of funny. Um, what is this? No thanks. That's an ad. Okay, that's a shitty piece of article there. Um, <laughs> Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time is a new visual novel. Uh, Professor Layton in the New World of Steam is a new Professor Layton game. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 4 with new characters Birdo. And then Beaten, Baton Carlos 1 and 2 are getting an HD remaster on the Switch. Have you guys noticed what's lacking? Yes, that's right. There was no Pokemon announcements today. A little frustrating uh, because at this time in 2019 or 2020... No, when when did when did uh, Sword and Shield come out? Hold on, let me look. So yes, at this point in 2020, both expansions for Sword and Shield were announced. So now we're at the same point now with with uh, Scarlet and Violet, with no news on the expansions, expansion passes, expansion, or anything that may be coming Pokemon wise in the near future. A lot of people are hoping for a new Legends game. Um, I've seen some interesting concepts online lately as I've gotten deeper into the Pokemon YouTube world more than I ever have before, to be honest. That's a dark, dangerous path to go, to go down. Um, but people are very excited and hoping for a new expansion, whether it be one or two for Scarlet and Violet. Uh, there is a section of the map that I didn't realize until I saw a video recently that is could easily be a section for DLC um, or a revisit to Kalos, um, given the 
uh, European nature of the more recent Pokemon games, uh, and the hinting at several new Pokemon within the game, in the post-game at least, when you have access to the uh, main book that is the, the driver of the main story in Scarlet and Violet. But hopefully a Pokemon Direct will be announced soon. But that is it for gaming this week. Obviously, we'll have more on Hogwarts Legacy next week and whatever other gaming news happens to happen between tomorrow and next Wednesday. But for now, that's it for that. Let's move on to TV. Anyway, what is going on in the TV world? Well, now we know when the new season of Star Wars Visions will drop. Uh, That will be on May 4th on Star Wars Day. So, they did announce the new studios and the titles of the episodes. I'm not going to get into that because it tells me nothing. It tells you nothing. I don't know what to expect in, in reality. Hopefully, we'll get a trailer or something more as we get closer to May 4th uh, in regards to Star Wars Visions. Uh, Seth Rogen has come out and criticized the MCU, saying that uh, it's for children. Um Obviously, that's true. I don't. I don't think it's for adults. Um, obviously, he said some other things. He was speaking a total film, and actually, in regards to the boys, he is a producer on the boys. He said, "Quote: I think that Kevin Feige is a brilliant guy, and I think a lot of filmmakers he's hired to make these movies are great filmmakers. But as someone who doesn't have children, it's all kind of geared towards kids." <laughs> Unquote. Sorry, I wasn't going to do a Rogan laugh there. Um, in regards to the boys, he said, quote, had the same experience that I think now audience are having, which is, oh, we've been reading Marvel for the last 15 years, and now there's starting to be stuff like this, which is a great addition to the landscape. It's the same genre, but not considering younger audiences in the slightest. If anything, it's much more geared toward adult audiences. I think just as naturally to us as the boys fell into the comic book store landscapes as a comic, we thought it would fall into the media landscape as a TV show, but truthfully, without Marvel, the boys wouldn't exist or be interesting. I'm aware of that, unquote. And and that's that makes the most sense, right? Obviously, the boys wouldn't have a place as a TV show if you didn't have the success of, of the MCU, and, and Seth Rogen knows that. Now, his comment about not being able to enjoy it without kids, that that's a stretch to me. Um, I think you can enjoy, I don't have kids and I enjoy those movies very much, but I also enjoy the boys very much as well. Um, so it, it's, it's definitely for different people and I totally understand that. And, and when you make a movie like that, you almost have to be able to gear it towards kids if it's going to be a mass audience, right? Yes, there's exceptions to the rule like Joker and Deadpool and things like that. But, but in the grand scheme of things, if you want it to sustain the way it's sustained um, and, and make the money it makes, you have to also be able to have a much larger audience. Um, at some point, Deadpool can't go forever alone. Joker cannot, Joker is a whole different bag in terms of just like the mental shit you have to go through to like be able to enjoy that movie more than once. Uh, um, so the, there's time and place for things, and then there's also time for mass audiences and general appeal, and, and the MCU has kind of unlocked that. And I think we've all seen that as every studio tries to copy them with their different 
multiverses or or things, i.e. case in point. I know I just said the same thing, essentially redundancy there, but you know, with Michael B. Jordan last week saying he wants to create the Creed verse, Rocky verse, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, that 90s show has been renewed for a second season over at Netflix, which I'm excited to hear. Amazon Prime Video has renewed Chris Pratt's The Terminal List for another season and a spinoff. They're trying to turn that into a franchise, speaking of. Um, Netflix's Squid Game reality show. More and more stories keep coming out about apparently how horrific it was. Wow, a show about people being killed for money. Translating to not going over well in the real world. Interesting. Looks like Mr. Beast outdid you guys. Um, this is ridiculous. The called Squid Game The Challenge from Netflix. It is uh, apparently very inhumane. So it does have 456 participants competing for a $4.56 million prize. And it is a 10-episode series coming to Netflix. Um, multiple reports now have led to people getting hurt. Um, Jesus. 10 participants collapsed on, the collapsed on the first day of filming. That was via Rolling Stone. Other things have come to variety. But, whoa, that's I'm not even going to repeat some of this stuff. I don't... That's grotesque. I, and I say that liking the show. What I mean by that is like, that shouldn't be happening. And the show was fake, right? Obviously. People need to relax. That's all I'll say. Um, now that Paramount Plus Showtime... Paramount Plus... See, it's... it. You got it doesn't roll off the tongue it needs to be paramount plus and showtime or paramount plus showtime not paramount plus showtime i don't know how they're going to work that anyway uh, head of paramount global has announced spin-offs to both dexter and billions uh, dexter is going to get a prequel oh god and then billions is getting two spin-offs called like billions miami billions london and then two other spin-offs millions and trillions Creatively bankrupt. Jesus. Um, sticking with Paramount here. Kevin Costner may be nearing his end with the Yellowstone franchise. No official word has been made yet, um, but there are, are rumors swirling. Uh, and it sounds like Matthew McConaughey may be joining the Yellowstone universe as well in a new spinoff. Fresh off the announcement that he'll be playing Elvis Presley... In an animated show for Netflix. Matthew McConaughey is getting around again. Um, John Cleese is going to be returning to Faulty Towers. The pivotal BBC comedy will be returning to TV in a new season. Uh, HBO Max and Discovery and Warner Brothers Discovery have announced that even though technically Discovery Plus and HBO Max are merging sometime in the future... Discovery Plus will not cease to exist. It will still exist as a lower-tiered platform uh, as they are worried a lot of people might not completely jump ship to the more expensive, whatever they end up calling it, platform. Uh, Disney Plus uh, announced its first subscriber loss between October and December last year. They lost 2.4 million subscribers 
and are not hitting the numbers they thought they would uh, in Disney's earnings call. I'm sure, however, a lot of that will change once The Mandalorian Season 3 rolls around in just under a month. Um, and before I talk about The Bad Batch today, a new story has come out in regards to Justin Roiland and all the accusations coming out against him. But we have now learned, uh, this is via The Hollywood Reporter, that allegedly Justin Roiland has not been creatively involved other than voice acting work in his shows for years. And, and I mean years. And, and I saw a funny TikTok yesterday, like some of the best episodes of Rick and Morty have not even been written by Justin Roiland, which just proves to me the show will be fine without him. Um, and this is, so via The Hollywood Reporter, it says, quote, Multiple sources say that Royland, other than voice work, has not had any meaningful creative presence on any of the series that bear his name. In fact, many of his former colleagues say they haven't heard from him in years, and when they have, it's been unpleasant, unquote. Um, also via The Hollywood Reporter, allegedly him and Dan Harmon have not been on speaking terms for a very long time, and a professional mediator had to be brought in between them. Um, he hasn't showed up since Rick and Morty's third season, which is 2017. <laughs> he has not showed up to the writer's room in five years, going on six now. Um, like, how do you create a show and do all this and then not show up for it? Um, apparently, writers and people working on Solar Opposites and Koala Man have said similar things. Um, he turns in lazy voice work, uh, turning it in at the last minute, won't com don't won't show up to commitments. It's an interesting read, um, that's for sure. Uh, it it makes me happy for the future that because even though he's an asshole and shit like that, and I don't want Rick and Morty to end, it just proves that the show will be fine without him. Um, and Solar Opposites will be fine without him. And we can essentially put him in the refuse bin of history uh, as an asshole. So, that that's just... that It looks like he was just banking on the voice acting work. Um, the, wow, the fact that he hasn't showed up at all is astounding. Um... Wow. So this is a quote directly from Molly Reporter. Quote, more recently, multiple sources say that Royland, other than voice work, has not had any meaningful creative presence on any of the series that bear his name. In fact, many of his former colleagues say they haven't heard from him in years, and when they have, it's been unpleasant. They note, too, that he hasn't been on speaking terms with his Rick and Morty co-creator Dan Harmon for multiple seasons, and a substantial number of staffers on that show, as well as Solar Opposites and Koala Man, have never actually met Royland even over Zoom, unquote. That's wild to me. Wow. Well, good. His shows will be fine without him. Uh, I do want to talk about The Bad Batch today. Episode 7 and 8. Two episodes were dropped on us today. And honestly, they were the best episodes of The Bad Batch overall even being better than some of the best Clone Wars episodes. It continues somewhat building off the arc 
in in it's called the clone conspiracy, right? And it's got the vibes of those episodes where Fives finds out about the the inhibitor chip in the clones. And episode seven doesn't feature any of the Bad Batch at all. It's all on Coruscant, and it features like senators fighting essentially about what what to do with the clones. Um, as as the Empire is obviously pushing for for uh, conscripted soldiers, right, and to, to get rid of the clones. Uh, Rampart is in it, and it talks about Kamino and things like that. The second episode does see the return of of the Bad Batch, of course, but and as well as the Emperor, who it literally they played right into the Emperor's hands. The man is always two steps ahead. They even make a comment about that, but. These were some of the most intense and thrilling episodes of The Bad Batch. I am not kidding. They are amazing. Uh, it Rex returns and uh, some, Sen- like I said, Senator Bail Organa. There's a character that was in Rogue One that shows up as a senator in this one. Uh, remember, Rogue One takes place about nine, 18 years after this, so there, there is a big gap. Between this episode and, and Rogue One. Um, and even like 10 years from Andor and things like that. So it, it is very, very good. And, and honestly, I don't know how they'll top this for the Bad Batch. I don't know if it's getting a third season. But this is... I, I don't know where they go from here, to be honest. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it plays out. Because... If they peaked with this, ooh, that's not going to be good. It better just keep going from here. That's all I'm going to say. But some of the best episodes of The Bad Batch. So, with a new month comes new things being released on streaming. Netflix, of course, has a whole lot of things dropping. I will just go over things that I think you guys will be interested in. Uh, Bad Boys 1 and 2, It... Uh, Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, of course. Uh, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys Part 2, which is the beginning of the end for Ash in English. Uh, all the Japanese episodes have aired in Japan. We Have a Ghost, which is their new movie uh, starring David Harbour as a ghost, and it looks really fun. And then The Murdaw Murders, a southern crime story. If you don't know about this, this is about a judge who had like his own family killed in, I think, South Carolina. So I'm excited to watch that. Uh, nothing really crazy over on Disney+. Plus. A lot of Nat Geo stuff, though, being added. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever also, of course, added on the first. On HBO Max, uh, Birdman. Uh, most of the 007 James Bond movies. Catch Me If You Can. The new Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. Scary Movies 1 through 3. Super Bad. The Terminator. Edge of Tomorrow. Tommy Boy, one of my favorite movies. Wayne's World 1 and 2. Hobbit, Battle of Five Armies. And then on Friday, Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn show, is getting a Valentine's Day special, uh, which airs this weekend. And quick note, if you are watching The Last of Us, Episode 5 will air on Friday, the 10th, uh, to not be missed due to the Super Bowl taking place on Sunday. So just be aware of that. Uh, And then, of course, on, on... Amazon Prime, you have Night at the Roxbury, Almost Famous, The Dilemma, great Vince Vaughn and Kevin James movie, 
iRobot, Nacho Libre, Shrek 1 and Shrek 2. And of course, Clarkson's Farm Season 2 will start to air on Friday as well. So, let's move over to Hollywood, shall we? So, what is going on in Hollywood? Well, Dave Pautista says that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will give a perfect exit for both Drax and the rest of the team. And he's very happy and excited uh, for all of us to be able to finally watch it later this year. Uh, James Cameron has finally admitted that Jack could have fit on the door with um, Rose. (laughs) I almost forgot her name. Um, Speaking with, who was he talking to? Um, With the AV Club and on National Geographic in the, so there's a new special coming in at Geo and Disney Plus, Titanic 25 Years Later with James Cameron. Um, And in it, I guess he says that, (laughs) he said quote out of the water the violent shaking of the stuntman was helping him and projecting it out he could have made it pretty long like hours uh, unquote if they could have been both above the water line on the door Uh, he followed up says quote and he stabilized she got him into a place where if we projected that out he just might have made it until the lifeboat got there Jack might have lived, but there's a whole lot of variables. I think his thought process was, I'm not going to do one thing that jeopardizes her, and that's 100% in character, unquote. Well, James, you've you've finally settled a debate that's been raging on the internet for years. 25, apparently. Um, Jack could have lived, obviously. Um, Ridley Scott announced a release date for Gladiator 2, which will come out Thanksgiving week of 2024, 11-22-24 to be exact. Uh, James Gunn has yet to fully commit if Ezra, uh, will, Ezra Miller will be, uh, Barry Allen the Flash moving forward after the Flash movie. And going back to James uh, Cameron here, Avatar has finally been dethroned by the unlikeliest of movies. Both A Knock at the Cabin and 80 for Brady have knocked Avatar down to third place. It has been atop its perch since it released at the number one spot in the box office. Uh, like I said, it's dropped down to third with A Knock at the Cabin taking one and 80 for Brady taking two. We learned today that Constantine 2 is still in the works. Uh, despite not being mentioned at all by James Gunn in the upcoming slate for DC Films. It looks like Constantine 2, though, will be an Elseworlds film. Um, And speaking of of DC movies, Brendan Fraser was giving an interview with, uh, let me see, Variety, and he was on the Howard Stern Show, Apparently, he was supposed to play Superman in J.J. Abrams' failed Superman flyby. Um, he, Brendan Fraser said this, quote, Everyone in town was reading for Superman. Like, again, we're casting, I think, maybe six or seven guys in 2002-2003. I remember Paul Walker was before me. They were like, you know, the usual suspects, unquote. Um, he said, quote, It was a Faustian bargain, unquote, or saying also, quote, So, you know, of course, it's a life-changing, amazing opportunity. 
but I had to reconcile with, okay, say you do get the job to be the Man of Steel. It's going to be chipped on your gravestone. Are you okay with that? I mean, you will forever, forevermore be known as the Man of Steel. I think inherently I didn't want to be known for only one thing because I've prided myself on diversity my whole professional life. I mean, I'm not a one-trick pony. I felt disappointed that there was an amazing opportunity and it, come, it didn't come to fruition, and it had to do a lot with some shenanigans and studio politics, unquote. That would have been interesting to see Brendan Fraser as Superman in 2002. Fresh off the mummy, too. I think he would have done well. I, I think his life would have turned out a little differently. Would he be nominated for Best Actor with the Whale? I don't know. But, interesting. Brendan Fraser, Superman. I want to peek into that universe. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Banks said that she was very interested in directing Thor Ragnarok, but no one ever called her back. She apparently pitched a Catwoman film as well, but nothing ever happened with that. I think Thor Ragnarok would have been a very different movie if she directed it. Uh, and then we found out today... Disney announced their earnings call. Uh, they did do better than expected, but in an effort to cut $5.5 billion in costs, they will be laying off 7,000 employees globally. Uh, this will affect all brands. Bob Iger, in, in his first earning call, earnings call back as CEO, said, quote, I have enormous respect and appreciate for the dedication of our employees worldwide. While this is necessary to address the challenges we face today, I do not make this decision lightly, unquote. Uh, also, a lot of moves have been made, uh, especially to dismantle what is called the Disney Media and Entertainment Group that Bob Chapik formed while he was CEO. Um, there are new now three divisions within Disney in a new structure. Disney Entertainment, which includes Disney Studios, Disney Plus, Disney Animation, 20th Century Studios, Searchlight, and Hulu. ESPN, which will also include ESPN+, and Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. Um, obviously, that makes sense. Uh, like I mentioned before, Disney Plus saw its first quarterly subscriber loss at 2.4 million subscribers, but that was expected and can be explained by a 3.8 million decline in Disney Plus Hotstar, um, which is what it's called in India and Southeast Asia, which they lost over there. Um, they did lose $1.5 in quarterly loss in streaming business. Um, he said, quote, too aggressive, unquote, Bob Iger, in their bids for subscribers. And it looks like they're going to push more movies to back to theaters. Um, and in this same earnings call, it was announced that a new Avatar experience will be coming to a Disneyland. We don't know which Disney park. Obviously, there's already an Avatar Land or Pandora at uh, Disney's uh, Animal Kingdom in Florida at, at, at Walt Disney World. Uh, I really don't know where they would put that at, at Disney's at Disneyland here in Anaheim or even California Adventure, to be honest. Um, the only place I could see it fitting, I can see it at Tokyo Disney or Disney Sea in Japan, uh, potentially at, at one of the Asian parks, uh, either Shanghai Disney, Tokyo, um, uh, Hong Kong Disney, or I think there's one more. 
Aren't they opening another Disneyland? Hold on, let me look. I thought there were more parks coming. I thought there was a third park coming to China. I'm not entirely sure, but Disneyland Paris, maybe. Tokyo Sea and or Tokyo Disney, I think, are the most would make the most sense. Um, I don't know how Avatar does in China, but probably Disneyland, Shanghai, or Hong Kong are even higher. Again, I don't know if there's room here in California left for that, but that's happening. Uh, and then, of all things, Toy Story 5, Frozen 3, and Zootopia 2 are in production, pre-production. Frozen 3 makes sense, Zootopia 2 makes sense. Toy Story 5 does not. Because A, Woody is gone now, right? Like, you cannot make another movie with Woody. It just, no. The only thing I can see them doing is either it, it, it takes place somewhere between um, four, three and four, or somewhere between two and three, because that, that's the only way you bring Woody back, right? Um, or you do a film that sunsets Buzz, Buzz's character, because I, I really, now you're milking it too, too fucking far, man. Toy Story 5, really? I'm sorry, but no. I can't. I can't. 3 fucking broke me. 3 broke me. I will fully admit to breaking down in the theater when they are in that fire, that fucking fire pit. Holding hands. You think they're all going to fucking die. And, 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 and then it, it broke me even more when Woody stayed behind. In four. Like, like, what are you going to do to me, Disney? I can't take that anymore, man. I can't. I cannot. You cannot do this to me. Please. Like, I, there's only so much emotional space for me to give to Woody and Buzz. And, and, and you can't take all of it. <laughs> you can't. You just can't. Ugh. Anyway frustrating I'm going from one frustrating topic to the next and that is this asinine announcement by by amc theaters because they want to make make it more like an airline anytime a, a company says they want to make things more like an airline i i i think like what fucking stupidity is coming next so much for buying all the amc stonks the meme Meme stocks, like you guys really fucked up, to be honest. Oh, this is this is fucking rich, man. Uh, let me let me get you the exact information here. So I'm reading this article from Variety. It was what is being called Sightline at AMC. It will uh, a new pricing in initiative, quote, based on seat location within the auditorium, unquote. So essentially, what this is is similar to an airline or if you go to a live play or a, a music show uh you have to pay more for better seats and i i i literally am am fucking confused movie theaters are struggling since the pandemic right people want to be at home people don't want to go to a theater theater a are expensive and they've continued to get more expensive regal is is dying on the vine and amc brings in this bullshit first off 
theaters are pretty much empty nowadays. I haven't been to a full theater, I, I think maybe twice in the last year. And I go to big movies. I don't go to movies as much as I used to, but I've gone to some big movies and the theater's been fucking empty. So, and based on all the comments I've seen on multiple posts online from different places, people are not fucking happy with this AMC. I don't know what you're thinking. I had some friend, I'm sure they did a cost analysis. Like, if they did a cost analysis, that person should be fired because this will end up hurting them. Like, you don't, if you're trying to bring people in, you don't invent new barriers for them, right? The movie-going experience, at least in the United States, I see people saying, oh, they do this in India, they do this in Germany. And then, okay, that's two countries compared to, like, fucking 150. So, this is asinine. So, part of this, they're, they're kicking it off. Let's see how it works first. It's kicking off in New York, Chicago, in Kansas City, of all places, on Friday. Um... There are going to be three different seating options. Standard sightline, which they say, quote, seats that are most common in auditoriums and are available for traditional cost of a ticket, unquote. Then there's value sightline, quoted as seats in the front row of the auditorium, as well as select ADA seats in each auditorium, and are available at a lower price than standard sightline seats. Value sightline pricing is only available to AMC Stubbs members, including the free tier membership, unquote. Then a third option, which they're calling preferred sightline, is quoted as such. Seats in the middle of the auditorium and are priced at a premium to standard sightline seats. Unquote. Uh, they also said, quote, AMC Stubbs A-list members will be able to reserve seats in preferred sightline section at no additional cost. Unquote. So, the main fucking seat in the theater, in the middle, is going to cost more. Regular price is going to be the back row and I guess some of the front rows. And then... The cheap seats will be the cheap seats. The ones in some theaters that are still set up this way, where you got to crane your neck back, where they probably don't have recliners anymore, or yet, and you're going to be paying a cheaper price and breaking your fucking neck to watch the movie. I'm sorry, this is bullshit. This is bullshit all across the board. And then for you to get normal pricing on the what they're calling preferred sightline. You have to be part of their A-list. What is the price of Stubbs? Uh, let's see what it costs. I guess Stubbs A-list, so you get to see three movies a month. Um, free online reservations. Choose any format. No blackout dates. Let's see what this costs. Um, no, I'm not a member. I'm going to put in my... Okay, I'm going to find the closest AMC. Luckily, there's no none close to me, which if this was my only theater, I think I would destroy. Um, I would be pissed as fuck. 25 bucks a month. $25 a month to do this. Um, see up to three movies every week. I I'm sorry. No. No, no, no. This, no. I'm so happy there's no AMC near me. I am so happy there's, uh, this isn't my main theater. I'm happy I have a Sinopolis to go to. Because this is fucking bullshit. Like, I, 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 I am in utter 
utter shock. They're saying, quote, Sightline at AMC more closely aligns AMC's seat pricing approach to that of many other entertainment venues, offering experience-based pricing and another way for moviegoers to find value at the movies, unquote. You're not finding value in the movies by having to pay more to see, have a better Sightline. This isn't a live show. This is not a live show. A live show makes sense to be closer to the fucking person on the stage. It doesn't make sense in a movie theater. You know why? Because a movie theater is a fucking movie theater. And pretty much every seat is fine except the two rows where you have to crane your neck. This is asinine. Whoever's in charge over there is a fucking moron. And, and, and like, look. Movie theaters used to do this. And you want to know when they did this? When they were segregated. Yeah. This is not fucking cool. Like I said, movies already cost a fucking fortune. And now families are going to have to sit in some shitty ass seat. Because it's what's cheaper for them. I, 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 this is ridiculous. I, AMC already started charging more money for opening weekend for more movies. I, like I said, the, this is a way to make more money and it's full on fucking greed and it, it, no thought process other than how do I nickel and dime every single person that comes into this theater? If you're trying to bring customers back, you don't raise prices on them. You don't. That doesn't bring more people in. It pushes them away. Every comment, literally every comment is, this is stupid, nail in the coffin, bye-bye movie theaters, fuck AMC. Like, I am confused. I am confused at 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 what this is um i i don't i don't know i really don't know this is ridiculous this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard in my life and i've heard a lot of ridiculous things in my life i saw a lot of people like if it's premium do i get premium benefits other than just sitting in a normal fucking seat like people are like yeah lower the price on the cheap stuff but don't raise prices anywhere else like I, 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 I don't understand. I don't understand. This is the dumbest thing ever. Even Elijah Wood, who doesn't normally comment on stuff, let me let me find what he said because I, I agreed with it wholeheartedly with with, with what he said. Um, hold on, let me find it. Give me one second. Elijah Wood said, um, Quote, the movie theater is and always has been a sacred democratic space for all. And this new initiative by AMC theaters would essentially penalize people for lower income and reward for higher income. Unquote. He's not wrong. The, the movie theater is a place where like literally everyone comes together to sit and enjoy the movie. If you take that away, you literally create not a class system, right? That's, a, that's extreme. But you, you start to create this like... Fuck those people down there. Look at them. Can't afford to sit up here with us. Like, that is not a dynamic you want in a movie theater. Because then you're going to have, like, kids throwing shit up at the people who paid more. I, I don't even want to know where that dynamic goes. I don't. Because I know that's going to happen. Because it happens regardless. And now you're going to have people be like, I paid money for these seats. I want these 
people out of here kind of bullshit. I know that's going to happen. Like, I, I can't even... I, there's not a world where that doesn't happen. Because one per it might even happen once, but that one is one time is too many, in my opinion. This is a stupid fucking thing. It's gonna blow up in their fucking faces. Like anyone who defends this is is unfathomable to me. A friend another friend of mine said, Oh, well now I can just roll up. Who rolls up to a movie last minute anymore? Like I haven't done that in maybe five or six years to be honest i buy my ticket ahead of time it's so much easier i don't have to show up and hope there's a seat like who does that that's weird to me but but like in all honesty going back to the like the movie theaters are empty as they are people are gonna be pissed because they're gonna pay more money for this people who don't really know what the hell's going on People are going to pay more money to sit in the middle and then they're going to find out why did I pay more to sit in a theater where it's me and four other fucking people. That doesn't make sense. Regal's going out of business because they raised their prices and look what happened. They're closing a ton of locations. This is asinine. It is ridiculous. It is going back to Gilded Age policies that did not support people in any way, shape, or form. This is a way for all those stonks investors to make their money back on their investment. Great fucking deal, people. We should have let AMC die two and a half years ago. Might have been better fucking off. You're, you're, you're an industry that is struggling to recuperate because people got used to watching movies at home. And you're going to jack up prices for just regular fucking seating? That's considered better? Like, get the fuck out of here. I have never been so incensed. Like, I haven't been this angry about some stupid-ass shit like this in a while. And the fact that I'm getting angry and wasting breath and, 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 and being an angry person on the internet is, is infuriating to me. It's making me angrier that I even have to waste time on this and now i'm gonna be like some every other asshole on the internet i'm already every asshole on the internet with a podcast and now i'm every asshole on the internet angry on a podcast it's fucking stupid and i hope amc learns from this and i hope i hope to god no one buys into this bullshit i really do and fuck everyone who has an amc stubs a list thing thing oh it doesn't affect me fuck you dude like come on that is out of control out of control i would love to know the numbers the numbers on subscriptions for stubs a list i would love to know the numbers and what that works out to and how many fucking people take advantage of this bullshit i would love to know the actual numbers and i know that shit's gonna come out soon Anyway, that's enough of me screaming into a microphone for the day. Thank you guys uh, for listening, as always. Probably annoyed with me after today. I promise I promise, I won't be so angry um, in the future, okay? I promise, I swear. <laughs> I, I hope I won't be this angry on a topic for at least a year. I, I promise you that. 
Um, but no, thank you guys for listening week in, week out. I appreciate all of you. Um, and hey, as always, check out nixnernews.com where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser, or you can find links to our Spotify page, our Google podcast page, our Apple podcast page. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on all the major streaming platforms. Um, also, where you're there, check out Nick's, our social media tab. We do have Instagram. We do have Twitter. We do have Facebook. I will post, uh, like I've been saying, I will post TikTok stuff on my personal TikTok. Uh, so just search Nixner News on your social media platform of choice. All my personal TikTok stuff will go on the Nixner News Instagram page, though. So if you don't have TikTok, you can at least see the previews of the upcoming episode there. So do make sure to follow me. Um, I will be a little more active than I usually am on there. Um, so hopefully you guys uh, will check it out there. Other than that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.